Jeffrey Dahmer soaking blood. The Unabomber blowing up. Waco, Texas, and Heaven's Gates. Alien modified men from apes. Hitler faked his death and then escaped. Bigfoot and the Mothman. Son of Sam talking to dogs again. Witches, ghosts, and goblins. Mysterious noise and hot things. Dark guards and the skull and bones. Most celebrities are probably cloned. So when you're feeling all alone, grab a beer and get stoned. I welcome you to the podcast, Strange Brew. We're here to entertain you. Why do dogs float? Why? Because they're good boys. You mean they're buoyant? They're boys. (laughs) (laughs) All right, whatever. All right, welcome to the show. (laughs) I am one of your hosts, Tom Cat, a.k.a. Whatever you want to, AKA. Um, welcome. Uh-huh. Step one done. Step. We're one. learning. We are to learning. Stick to a name. <laughs> uh, my name is. Uh, and who else do I have? My name is Tom. My name's Bill. It's me, Billy. <laughs> I can it, never. I still can't do it, man. People Bill. call me Bill, and I'm like, oh. Has anyone called a, you Bill recently? Yeah, like consistently. Really? I introduce myself as Billy. They're like, "Hi, Bill." I'm like. That's not what I said, but thanks. <laughs> That's not what I said. <laughs> welcome, welcome. So I just want to, if you if you remember, if you're a true, true fan of this podcast, you will remember me and Justin covering this a long, long time ago, probably like our sixth. Fuck, that's got to be like three years ago. Through about three years ago when we first really started. And we weren't doing it every week. It was kind of every so often. Mm-hmm. And then we started getting into every week, but... It was a very downloaded episode, but after re-listening to it, I think I cut it last year or the year before, it was pretty bad. Like, we were drunk. <laughs> um, we used to drink 26ers. We used to have a lot. We used to be more fun. Oh, yeah. And now and now they're coming out on Patreon. They're called the Lost Tapes episode, which uh, you remember the Strange Monsters episode with me, you, and Justin? Dude, I don't remember a lot of those episodes. <laughs> I know, that's true. There's a good, like... Probably a good 80% of them, we'd be halfway through, and I'm like, out. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, we're fucked. <laughs> Especially when you smoked weed back in the day. There's- I smoked weed once. Oh, it was more than once. No, I, I mean, on would- the... No, on the podcast, at least... Yeah, I maybe sometimes. One, one or... Yeah. Three times, I took, like, I a toke. Yeah, because I remember, like, I remember one where I'm like, oh, Billy sit the bong, and we all freaked out. And that like, was the one that was bad. That yeah. was a bad one. And, like, and that's, no, that's hilarious, because I I think that's the one I'll eventually release on the Patreon as a Lost Tapes episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're like, this uh, broadcast is brought to you by weed. We make <laughs> Billy sleepy and make him laugh. You have to uh, subscribe to the Patreon so you can listen to our Lost Tapes episode. It's pretty interesting. That's actually, I'm kind of curious to listen. There's going to be more coming out. So I got, I actually have a lock because I finally figured we, out we cut a how lot. to take <laughs> out episodes from stuff I've already deleted. So it's already on our, um, it's already been downloaded onto our, our server that we use. Mm. I can delete them from people listening, uh-huh. uh, but I can end up downloading them again. And I think they're perfect for Patreon because the people that are coming to Patreon, they understand what they're coming for. 
is is funny, drunken, fucked up content, right? Uh-huh. Do like we do live streams on there. We do a bunch of stuff. So I actually at the time when me and Justin recorded this, Billy was like, "What the fuck? You guys did a musical episode. You guys did something about music, and I wasn't on it." So I remember you specifically yeah, I was saying mad about that. that. So I like, want all to get the in stupid this ones you. that you want me on. I know. So I want to get in this with you again, considering it's such a it's such a big topic mm-hmm. and it is something that's trippy and you know not a lot of people know about the hungarian suicide song suicide um i was i was gonna play suicide it's a suicide suicide oh, it's I a remember suicide that one, yeah. uh but it got flagged on uh youtube when me and anton just talked about heaven's gates so it's kind of funny we just talked about heaven's gates and their suicide how they all committed suicide yeah, yeah. and they cut their balls off and stuff like that and i oh, yeah. i yeah, played like that, that had to cut it out for at least the youtube because it got flagged obviously even though it was a second i mean obviously that's fucking stupid I I don't know why grave diggers would have got flagged. Like it's it's just weird. I know, like you know, people Wu Tang. It's a big name. It's but the weirdest thing. It's like whoever whoever didn't like it, right? And that, that's all it is. Two and seconds. then they write one little sentence going, "They said this. I didn't like it." We got um we got our uh, me and Juan's episode about the Freedom Convoy taken off youtube for medical misinformation <laughs> because it's uh, it's anything that is against the who's regulations or uh accommodations or whatever the fuck they want to call it their yeah, yeah. Their, their suggestions is cut into their idea and they've said that before right so this will be pretty interesting i know billy doesn't know too much about it but i'm actually excited to get into this episode uh because i love this topic i love the song mm-hmm. so gloomy sunday Written in 1932 by Hungarian pianist and composer oh, Rezo Seras. I think that's how you say it. Let's that see. was, you know what? This is fucking good. Rezo Seras. Yeah. I was Rezo Seras. I'm proud of you. Look so, at you go. Rezo Seras <laughs> was nicknamed the Hungarian suicide song, uh, perhaps for good reason. It is uh, blamed for connecting to more suicides than other songs in history. It's connected to a lot of suicides comparative to other songs. Can you think of another song that would have to do with suicide other than Grave Diggers? Because even me and Anton right, well, were talking about that. I was thinking fucking Adam song by Mike 182. Oh, yeah, that is. Yeah, true. I spilled the applesauce in the hall, whatever he says. <laughs> apple like, juice. Yeah. Apple juice in the hall. Tell mom it wasn't her fault that I spilled the apple juice. Like, it's, just, it's, a, it's some of the lyrics I'm like... Huh. Well, it was it, they didn't uh, write it. They didn't. No. Oh, that's a cool fucking fact. No, Adam's song was uh, sent in by Adam. No way. They, the drummer. No, Adam was a fan. Adam wrote those lyrics to a song, sent it to Blink Twenty Two, said, "Please make my song a reality." They did, and then he proceeded to listen to it on repeat in his garage and hung himself. No, but Adam's song is based off the drummer. Before Travis Barker came into the band. No. It That's is not right. It is. That's Scott. Are you? His name wasn't Adam. His name was Scott. Are you sure? Oh, it, oh it sounds familiar. I have Blink-182 tatted on me. <laughs> wasn't Adam's song dedicated to Scott? No, it was a fan that wrote it. Oh, I'm so a fan, confused. A fan wrote an Adam song. What? The legacy, the band retired. Oh, fuck, I want to know. Uh, I'm telling you. <laughs> The story is a part of uh, the opening line is I never thought I'd die alone. I laughed the loudest. Who'd have known? <laughs> then again, we're talking about Blink-22. Can clear up the, someone can clear up the meaning. Granted, line. you know what? When I knew that is when I was big before internet. 
And I think somebody might have told me that. And I don't know if I've ever fact-checked it, but I have believed Mark it my entire life. Oh, so here we go. You may be wrong. This is on Reddit, so I don't know if we can trust it. Yeah. Mark originally wrote this song because during their tours, Tom and Travis had a girlfriend to look forward to at the end of their tours while Mark felt he had nothing to look forward to. Shut the fuck what? up. Yeah, yeah, that was what That's Mark not, started writing. Eventually, Reddit. they considered the song a teen depression and suicide song. You're not kidding. I lost two of my sisters two years ago. All right. That's it. Um, it's clearest answered. Everyone's saying like, the, yeah, it's a reference to Adam's letter. Adam's letter. Adam yeah. was a fan wrote that. I think it had to do with someone writing a suicide letter to the band. It's literally what it fucking was. It wasn't a suicide letter. He was a fan. Oh, he was a so big strange. fan. Adam I, was a fan. Uh, I specifically remember my cousin saying that it was based on the drummer because the, the drummer did commit suicide. Did he know? He didn't. Both drummers are still alive. Oh my god! I gotta, the drum, clear, I gotta clear this up. The drummer man. left the band with uh, Scott left the band because his grandma died, and then they filled him with Travis Barker, and then they kicked him out of the band. What? Yeah, Scott's grandma died, so we had to leave tour to go to her funeral, and then because he was gone that tour, they brought in Travis. He goes, "He's way better, actually," and they kicked Scott out of the fucking band. What happened to the original drummer leaving the band? What the fuck? It's just these these folklores. That we're told, right? It's He's, lies he, that you believe. I, no, no, but my cousin, I, I swear to God. Cousin's stupid. The drummer didn't kill himself. Wow. Drummer's man. still alive. <laughs> wow. That whole thing where it got my TikTok mm. video famous, that thing about Jeffrey Dahmer getting the broomstick shoved up his ass. That's like something you hear like when you're a kid, you're like, man, that, that sounds crazy. That definitely happened. And you're like, <laughs> no, you got beat with a fucking pipe. Yeah. Someone did get the broomstick, though. You know what, though? Now that I'm saying it, I kind of want to know if Scott is still alive. I know he didn't commit suicide, but it's just been so many years he might have died. Yeah, no one's saying he died. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's still fucking alive. You know what's? Uh, you know what? I didn't know. I didn't know. That's cats. Uh, I, I think that's funny. You know, what I mean that the, the you know misinformation obviously is real. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just funny the the things like that's not even misinformation. These are things you're like told as a kid, like urban legends almost. These things that, like, you know, your friend tells you, like the Jeffrey Dahmer thing. We always, even when we worked in kitchens, yeah. when you saw the broomstick of somebody's ass, like jokingly, we'd always be like, you're getting dumbered. And that wasn't a true story. The, the, the guy that was with Dahmer supposedly did get the broomstick of his ass. It just wasn't Dahmer, but it got associated with him, which is kind of funny because I remember that was a big story. Yeah. But even um, what I found out too recently about actually suicide, since we're talking about um, is um, what I didn't know is remember Hawthorne Heights? Mm-hmm. You remember the screamer in the first album? You know, Ohio is for lover. Well, like, like, I, I know the band, so like, sure. Yeah, you remember, you know, and like, well, and like Ohio for lovers. You know the guy that just screams. You got the guy that okay. looked like yeah. me when There's I was. There's a, a guy kid. that screams. Yeah. I know that. Everybody that knows what Hawthorne Heights is. Uh, it's a really emo band that I was really into. And at the time when I was like 12 or 13, I looked exactly like the lead singer. It was people used to tell me that all the time. Oh, Even my fuck. buddy's brother was like, he looks just like him. Now I don't because I got a beard and fat and shit, but um, he was like, it just, and I'm fat and shit. Um, but like, it's just, it's just funny. And then, so I'm like, I don't know why I ended up looking into it. I was like, Oh, what, what happened? Like, you know, I was looking into stuff and I was, I watched like a new music video of the, of theirs. And I was like, where's that? guitarist and he like overdosed on drugs and they're saying it wasn't suicide but he was they were about to literally go on stage and he just ate like he he was on depression pills and stuff and one of the pills that obviously the doctor prescribed to him wasn't good for him and ended up killing him he probably just took a bunch of the pills. Uh, yeah yeah he probably just like, down the rest of the bottle and went on well stage. and he was depressed and stuff and i was like 
and he died in the tour bus. And I think the lead singer found him. I'm, I'm not, I might be like off by that, but he definitely died in the tour bus. And I was like, wow, I did not know that when I listened to the band. Interesting shit. So we, weird stuff. And you know, suicide is never the answer, but I was getting a suicide. It's a suicide. Except, <laughs> that joke. Never mind. Yeah, we'd say whatever. I was going to say, except when it is the answer, <laughs> which sometimes, which I've said when we originally recorded this, I had this idea in my head. I'm not saying I'm not advocating this. And I said on the heaven's gates episode two is that there, there's this thing about spirituality stuff that I just feel like if you choose to come here, if that's the thing, if you choose to come here, I feel like if you really think this reality is absolutely horrible and there's no way out, then you can choose to when to leave. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like nobody can stop, concept. but like that, the biggest thing. And honestly, most suicide isn't really even that sad for the people. Cause they're obviously like they chose to do place. it. Well, yeah. they chose to do it. It's everybody else. Yes. You're le- Yes. If exactly. you want someone to not commit suicide, you're fucking selfish. <laughs> that's fucked up but no I, but honestly uh, though like they they truly think that but there's there's other versions of that right too like i actually just saw on facebook no, the other I, day yeah. the do you remember in 2014 that uh black guy that was on the gold gate bridge and the cop talked him down from it kind of uh he was sitting on front and like it, the cop was talking to him i think it was something like four hours did not leave his fucking side and he ended up like leaving getting off that bridge uh yeah. And just the picture came out like last month, I think, of them together again having lunch. And like, he's that's like, I'm really so cool. happy you yeah. got me off that bridge. He's like, my life is so good now. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the whole thing. Right. And we're never advocating suicide and stuff like that. I was mm-hmm. making the point that spirituality is a weird thing. And that if you choose to come here, I guess if, it, if you really want to choose to leave because, but it is. And you know, everyone's had thoughts of suicide. Everybody. Oh, hundred um, percent. But the thing is you're leave, you might be going to a better place. Cause I do not believe you go to hell. That, that whole Catholic bullshit, I think it's stupid. That if you're in such turmoil, and most times these people that end up committing suicide, these people, uh, but when people commit suicide, especially males, because it's it's higher percentage of males by far, um, they yeah, seem but, normal. You know, it's, uh, you know, sorry, you just triggered a memory. When I was in church, I was even a little shit when I was a kid. But uh, I always just like to argue absolutely everything. Yeah. Um, always been my nature. So even as a fucking kid, uh, he's, they were talking about hell in church and I was with the youth later. I was like, if it's that bad, wouldn't I remember being like eight, eight or nine. And I was like, well, it's bad, but you'd probably get used to it. Right. And she goes, uh, no, it's never ending pain. I was like, <laughs> oh, were you there? Yeah. <laughs> like, are you there? Um, um yeah, it's, yeah. it's funny. in, in, and I was just, I actually, when I uh, remember I told you, I saw someone on the bridge in Brantford on the Lauren bridge, me and Chelsea were going for a yeah, walk. I remember that shit. And, I forgot about that. And there was someone and we looked up and then Chelsea like, stop looking. And I was like, he's right there. And we walked underneath. Cause we, I think, I think we did. I think we s- drove by and saw him on the bridge and we're like, what the fuck is someone on the bridge? Let's take a walk. And then we took a walk down and over the one bridge that leads closer to the big bridge. I remember what you little bitches did too. You didn't, you just ignored it. I'm not going to go help him. What am I supposed to say? You say, Hey buddy, are you fucking feeling okay? Come here. Let's go have a talk. Remember? I Well, I'm not, it it was, it was some, it was obviously a male. Usually it is males. Um, also it's like, what? It's like 80 to 20, isn't it? Something stupid like that. Yeah. Comparative to the females, males are way more likely to actually commit suicide. And most times like I've had buddies, um, that's because y'all bitches don't got balls. (laughs) And, uh, there is, uh, you know, it, it just it, it's it's more likely in males, and yeah. you know, I've had friends that have had friends that commit suicide. I actually knew a girl. 
I had a girl when I grew up that committed suicide. We're just getting in this weird talk. I forgot to show you something. Right, what? <gasps> what? Yeah, I Isn't that crazy? <laughs> what has happened to Nico, bro? Isn't that fucking nuts? Meth, man. Drugs. That's fucked. I wish I could. Okay, so that kid is one of Billy's. Well, I fucking knew Nico really well too. We were all friends. I fucking lived uh, with him. He lived with him. We worked, uh, worked at Swish Light together. That's <laughs> fucked up, man. He's gonna go in jail for the rest of his fucking life, probably. That's fucked up. That. Not crazy. That's why I needed to interrupt everything. I was like, I forgot to send that. Wait, to you. that was like two weeks Nico, ago. I missed that part. All right, so we're gonna. Do, this is gonna be a rock cut for YouTube. Uh, but essentially, uh, Nico and me and Billy worked with him at Swish LA. Yeah, I'll just read the article. Yeah, read the it's, article. It's quick. Uh, police are looking for two suspects wanted in connection with Niagara Falls motel shooting. The left man. Uh, that left a man in the hospital on Wednesday. Officers with Niagara police at? responded to a shooting at Lundy's Lane uh, at a motel. I know where I grew up going at Lundy's Lane and shit, bro. That's yeah, my was cousin at a motel that, there. And uh, when police arrived, they found an adult man suffering from a gunshot wound. He was transported to the hospital. Uh, he is now in stable condition, but this is attempted murder. Uh, yo, wow. and this was this, you know crazy? this made me laugh. Look at this. Yeah, they're like police said Thursday that two suspects, 26-year-old Nico Luigi Bodine and 25-year-old Kathleen Bacon, are both now wanted for attempt to commit murder and using a firearm. Both suspects are from Hamilton. Now, this is this made me laugh, is they did a full description on Nico, and then <laughs> listen to what they said of the other lady. They're like, Bodine is described as a white male standing five foot nine, weighing about 150 pounds. He is thin with brown hair and brown eyes. What about the chick? Bacon is described as a white woman with blonde hair. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's it. Uh, that's pretty. That's pretty fucked up. And considering it's just like we're we're talking about, and um, every white woman with blonde hair, I'm gonna fucking be like, ah, <laughs> calling the cops nonstop. It's the black description: black man, tall. He's about five nine. No, he's it? like he's like four yeah, nine to six six one. Yeah. Like, um, but it is. Uh, it's kind of fucked up because I was talking to Will. Like, uh, you know, you kind of know of him, like Van Hoosen or whatever. I know who Will is. And um, so like how Tina Burt. Um, a chick I dated. I the fuck a chick I dated killed a woman. That woman that got murdered in Brantford over like fentanyl. Oh shit! She did it. And I was like, man, I fucking fucked this chick when I was like thirteen. Like I was fucking yeah, no shit. Remember I said on the one podcast you and Alex, I was like, I fucked a murderer. <laughs> I fucked a murderer. So uh, That'd probably make you harder now. I know. So that's kind of crazy. So, you know, when I saw that guy on the bridge, we kind of walked over and, you know, we just wanted to see the commotion. I, we were underneath the bridge. Such I was a like, bitch. let's just go for a walk, see if he's still there. Um, it's just the curiosity. Like, buddy, jump. I'll catch you. It's, it's uh, <laughs> curiosity, right? It's like, well, I was going to joke. It's like scary movie. It's the first scary movie when uh, it's like, um, uh, what are you waiting for? And she's talking like the killer and yeah. there's a guy in the roof and he's like, what are you waiting for? He's like, what am I waiting for? What am I waiting for? And yeah. he like jumps off the roof. It's one of the teachers. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, so it just, you know, suicide is sad. It's not a joking matter, but, uh, we are a strange brew. So, so I'm going to joke about it. Rizzo Sures was nicknamed the Hungarian suicide, uh, song, perhaps for good reason. Cause it was blamed with connections with more suicides than any other song in history. Like we said, there's like Adam song. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh my God, we haven't even been on this. Yeah, that was the first sentence. I know. Where what, what other what other uh, songs are like sad songs that you could commit suicide to that would make you want to commit suicide? The entire emo era. Cut my wrists and black my eyes. Cut my wrists and black my eyes. It's just funny, man. I guess Silverstein. 
like yeah. dose myself my in gasoline heroin. to die. Like, yeah, my, my, yeah, my heroin, all these emo songs. Yeah. Like our whole generation of music. That's what I was just saying. Pretty, this is just the OG emo song. This is That's the OG is. emo song. But this whole, the, our whole generation was just like, all right, um, kill yourself. If a girl doesn't like you, kill yourself. Um, douse yourself in gasoline. Cut your wrists. Um, black your eyes. I don't know what that means. Well, people found the fucking algorithm for that shit too. 90% of the artists that fucking sing, they're like, Oh my God. Like I'm, I, I deal with anxiety and depression. And it's like, no, you fucking don't. You found a way to fucking pander to an audience. Yeah, it's true. Like really you're that sad all the time. So the track opens with a, uh, <laughs> some people are yeah. though, but okay. the track opens with somber and heartbreaking <laughs> notes, painstakingly played on violin with the sounds of bells chiming faintly in the background as the introduction fades out. The sorrowful, harrowing vocals bleed in, telling the tragic story of two lovers torn apart by an ultimately uh, that an untimely death, and the dark desire for the one left alive to rejoin the one who has passed. So we're gonna get is that what that said, dude? I can barely understand the fucking words on that goddamn song. Uh, we'll th- we'll go into the lyrics a little bit. I got one. It was um, like I'm going to church and I forgot her at home. <laughs> uh, so this is the, we'll I'm just play a little of bit of the original. It's the original Hungarian suicide song. Uh, it was written by Rezo Shares, and uh, then we'll talk about. There's a vocalist that ends up uh, singing for it, like he writes out the sheet music. So this is the first one. Be written in D minor. <laughs> Isn't this like a nine minute song? No, it's like three minutes. Are we listening to the whole thing right now? No. no oh, okay. Sounds <laughs> like just boring up. <laughs> yes. It's not a fucking song. All right, they get it. Let's <laughs> get into it, baby. People want to know. You can't understand it. It's this for three minutes. <laughs> you got it. If it was the English version, I'd say, okay. <laughs> you now heard the tune. So it's a sad song. Yes. Um, so Rezo like said us, uh, lived most of his life in poverty in Budapest from where being a Jew, uh, he was taken to a labor, uh, labor camp by the Nazis during the second world war. He's revived the camp after, uh, employment in the theater and the circus, man. He's, he's joined the circus. I love how I like your words say being Jewish, but you had to turn it into being a Jew, <laughs> <laughs> a Jew, <laughs> Juden. Uh, it's like, now you have vaccinated Jewish. Oh, <laughs> uh, so he survived the camp and, you know, and he actually joined the theater and the circus, probably got him more into music, uh, where he was a trapeze artist. Oh, I couldn't do that. I got no balance for that shit. I wasn't even good at fucking skateboarding. So, uh, you know, and he, he concentrated on songwriting and singing after an injury. So, he got fucked up. He obviously wasn't good at the trapeze. I feel like you could be a, a a trapeze artist. I have decent balance, but I don't like heights. Me neither. I have really good balance, but I don't like, like if I can just like, pretend like I'm heights. not that high. Yeah. Like, dude, I walk around in attics all day. Yeah. 
And you can't even fit, you yeah, but you got we got Billy, he can fit right up in those attics. Well, no, I mean like you know how thin of walking area you have? Know. You step on that. If you miss, you go right through the fucking drive. Um, you seen uh Christmas vacation? No, yes. You know, when he goes yes. up in the attic and he's like, he gets stuck in the attic, he gets locked up there. He starts putting, he's, it's really cold because it's oh, winter. Oh, someone puts the hatch back? And, yeah, and, and yeah, well, and then he starts putting on the stuff and then his, like, his uh, feet go right through the attic and he's like standing on the bunk beds underneath. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. So Rezo taught himself to play the piano with only one hand. He pulled the, he pulled the Jimi Hendrix, bro. He's like, I'm going to play it behind my back and shit. Like he played with, which is pretty incredible. And you've mm-hmm. you've learned to play the piano slightly. You say, pull, sorry, pulled the Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, because Jimi Hendrix could play with one hand. Like he put the guitar up here. Oh, oh, fucking yeah! I guess they did it backwards too. Yeah, he's the one that started doing it behind his head. This is pretty crazy. Kind of. Cool. Oh, that was yeah. Sorry, I'm getting it mixed up. Van Halen was the one that. Uh, that Jimi Hendrix is amazing. First started man. tapping. Yeah. Tapped and nobody knew how the fuck he was making that noise. So he composed many songs, including Fritz Tiek 4. Waiter, bring me the bill. Waiter, bring me the bill. I'm done eating this meal. Yo, that drive me me nuts. (laughs) Every single, you're a fucking waiter and every time someone's like done and it's just breaking out in song. (laughs) So pronounce (laughs) this song for me in uh, Hungarian. In Hungarian? Where is it? Oh, waiter, bring me the bill. Oh. Uh, and you Lenny. You know what? It, you know that song I love means? being drunk. The song means I love being drunk. Oh, what isn't that what we like doing? We love being drunk. So I it, like being drunk. So here's my pronunciation: drunk, drunk, drunk. And Tick Rezing Lenny. I love being drunk. And the song for the Hungarian Communist Party to com- uh, commem- commemorate the chain bridge crossing the river in Budapest. I'm wondering if he was a communist because we don't take highly to communists around here, um, especially in Canada, because it's becoming communist. Uh, so. Whatever people want to think is definitely being, looks like it's going that way. Oh no, we're going to freeze your bank account. If you support a protest that has been the most peaceful and fucking all of Canadian history and the largest. So it's kind of crazy. Uh, so it's funny. Like I just always find it funny that he did a song. I love being drunk. He's playing the piano. And he's like drinking his huge bottle of Hungarian wine. He's like, what's my inspiration? I mean, I love being drunk. I, I love being drunk. Bop, 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 bop. I love being drunk, but but you know it's just it gets re- it gets really into it. That's the I'd only actually sentence. love to hear that song. <laughs> so gloomy Sunday, beginning his most famous work, uh, Rezo Serras originally composed the slow and meaningful piece while he was living in Paris in 1932. He left his home country of Hungary to pursue his dreams of becoming a songwriter and escape to escape the growing fascist influence that emanated from the core. Yeah. It's kind of of the same. Yeah. It's growling at you. So um, to escape the growing fascism, that was influenced and kind of it emanated from the core of his birthplace. So, and the funny thing, I think we'll probably talk about it a bit, but Hungary, uh, is Hungary, 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 uh, Hungary. is one of the, it's like one of the most, depressing, that's why they're all big up yeah, there. <laughs> it's one of the most depressing places to live. Supposedly, it, especially at this time in the 1930s, it had the highest suicide rate in like all of the world. Uh, 
I'd like to know how you got those stats. Like how anybody in the 30s got stats from other parts of the Just world. Counting it, count, how it, many people died. So this guy committed suicide. Um, this guy committed suicide. There wasn't hospitals and regulations suicide. back then where it's like. Uh, Just people counting. He's like, that guy's on the street. Oh, he's he kind of splattered. So he's jumped from a building or got that guy's hanging from a noose. Maybe it was um, just the biggest murder capital, but he just kept setting them up as suicide. No, like they, they, it was a big, uh, they were able to statistically, how do, how do we have history? Oh, history is written by the victor. So history is not even correct the way we think it, it is. really isn't. It isn't. So at the time, the planet was obviously in the clutches of the great depression, especially in certain countries. It was like my grandfather grew up in the depression. It mm-hmm. seemed like an awful time. He was working by the time he was 11. Right. So it's long been thought that Rezo mournful uh, composition was aimed at the end of the world, but we'll get into what that actually probably meant. So although it was Rezo who made the music possible, it was the Hungarian poet, uh, Laziolo Javar. Nailed it. Uh, I think I did. Laszlo. Laszlo Javar, who wrote the lyrics to the, so he composed the piano music. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. He got this guy to write the lyrics, which are the most depressing part of the song, really. He just picked up this fucking like goth black bangs, dude. <laughs> he his looks like he's from the Misfits. Up, and he's got a thousand fucking wristbands <laughs> up his arm. He's got the devil's lock, like he's part of the Misfits. Like, yeah, I'm into music, bro. <laughs> it's all I like. It's the only like. thing that actually even kind of gives me joy, but it does, that doesn't even give me joy. <laughs> So uh, to this day, um, uh, they're kind of it's a it's accused of directly. The song is accused of the deaths of dozen people for reasons never revealed. Shava took mournful the mournful song and made it more of a tragic than anyone could ever thought possible. His lyrics told the story of a widowed individual struggling struggling to sleep, thinking endlessly of her lover who had passed. Throughout the song, known as Zeus Muriu Vasnoop. Vasnoopir. Do you want to try pronouncing it? Fucking sakes. I know. It's, uh, it's hard to I'd say that S is silent. Zumuriu. Uh, Zomur. Yeah. Vasanarp. Vasanap. Vasarnap. Vasarnap. Okay. Zamuru Vasana. Let's see how it's actually pronounced. I bet that S is silent. You think so? Zamuru Vasana. I feel like it would be. I wish I had a Hungarian person in this bitch. Zamuru Vasana. You got really close, dude. Fucking pretty good. Zamuru Vasana. There are strong suggestions of suicide with the now lonely lover expressing a clear desire to join his partner in the afterlife. As the song progresses, the speaker ponders the implications of taking his own life. Sorrow has now taken you. Angels have no thought of returning you. Would they be angry if I thought of joining you? So let's listen to the version I like, the English version. I've always digged this, dug this song, I should say. I dig it. I dig it. I've always dig dungity dunged it. Just, it's the melody, it's methodical. It's yeah, the music creepy. and poetry is nice, but the fucking. Sadly, one Sunday, I wake. 
I think it's dope, man. I you like the opera? It sounds like trippy. pretty sick like it, it just, is it's talented it, it's it's <laughs> the lyrics are it's like it's super depressing the but even are the, 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 the lyrics are depressing uh but the way he s- composes that the english version that was done um i think that was done in the 40s the 40 uh, 40s or 50s okay that one was pretty like i just there's different versions there's actually a different english version we'll get into later where billy holiday actually sings it that's most the most famous one i feel like billy holiday does this yeah we'll play it later oh, no, her sure. version is actually pretty trippy i actually like her version. Oh, that's what that says i was looking at that so um her version is pretty trippy i like it we'll get into it later what about dr satin that's that's for another episode. Oh. <laughs> so um, in the second fucking verse of the song, the listener learns that this is pained, heartbroken individual is in the final moments of their life. They've made the irrevocable decision to fall into the dark abyss in search of the lover that had snatched then snatched from their side. So it says... That fish got snatched. She got snatched. Her snatch got snatched. Gloomy <laughs> Sunday with shadows. I spell it all. My heart and I had decided to end it all, which is obviously a clear in in uh, uh, it's a clear indication. Indication. You all right, uh, today, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was like debating on blazing a bull from the, before this, and I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was first recorded in English in 1936 by Samuel Lu- Sam Lewis. So it was 1936. I was like, it's, I thought it was going into the 40s, which was thought of a bizarre decision as Lewis traditionally released chirpy, upbeat songs. It's not piano, man. It's dope. I like. I can just see him like playing it, and his parents told him he's only allowed to play on the on the right side. And yes. he's like, "What's over here?" And he goes, Doom. He's like, "Oh." <laughs> So I will probably because it is I th- I pretty sure it's not a copyrighted song because it's been around since the fucking I can't 30s. imagine anybody um, can copyright that. So I will play the entire yeah. version will be at the end of the episode. But also they they talk about when I was uh, researching this too, they talk about how Sores um when he wrote it, like Rezo Sores, that he he purposely played like these down notes. Like the way the piano was written is, is specifically to just be uh, like down notes and to be darker in feeling and actually like off putting. I already told you. I just yeah. said yeah, that I laughed. I said that's mm. one of the first songs that got played in D minor. Yeah, it just it seems super. It's he just went to the side of the piano. <laughs> that's all it is. Play. 
Uh, so Rezo Sres uh, felt a strong loyalty to Hungary and was one reason for his poverty while having a world-famous song that he never wished to go to the USA to collect his royalties. So he had the option to actually go to the United States to collect royalties for the song because it was famous so at the time. It became a pretty big song. And then just nobody... Well, what good people. They took his song, they put it in the public... And then they went, ah, it's doing all right. Do you want some money? They didn't even need to give him money. No. They just like, uh, they offered him money. They'd be like, you know what? You're actually doing really good. We're making a killing. You want a chunk? <laughs> so in, instead, staying as a pianist at the, oh, pee pee. the, the kids pee, uh, peepa, <laughs> kiss peepa. No fucking way. <laughs> the Kiss Peepa restaurant. The Kiss Peepa restaurant. <laughs> is it not how it's it pronounced? Is 100%. Kiss Peepa. Uh, the Kiss Peepa restaurant in his hometown. The restaurant had a pipe stove at the center of the dining room and was remarkably cold for a restaurant. They have a pipe stove, one of those like little stoves that just connected to the roof. Very small. And everyone's like eating their meal, huddling around. There's like tables scattered around the entire place, but everyone's in this like sanctioned section yeah so they could actually eat and oh warm. if you want fucking you want by the stove oh, oh buddy <laughs> that's, that's gonna charge you by the stove <laughs> uh this the place was a favorite for prostitutes Ooh, sexy sexy musicians bohemian spirits broke. everyone is broke and jewish working class and, and not wanting to spend money <laughs> yeah being being cheapest cheap cheapest chips they say Jeebus, jibs. Chips aren't cheap anymore, dude. Chips are getting ridiculous. Everything's getting expensive thanks to fucking Captain Trudeau. I don't know. People call him Captain Socks. I don't understand that reference, but. Captain Sucks? Socks. Oh, I don't know. Some TikToker always calls him that now. People are calling him Captain Socks. I think it's a. To, Does he uh, just have big socks on one day? I don't, I don't understand. He pulled up his big boy socks? That's never happened. He has a tantrum. A tender. Man, I can't speak today. A temper tantrum over the small. These truckers don't want to get the shot. He fucking cries about it. Uh, Throughout the 1930s, reports began to surface of this song, Gloomy Sunday, being directly linked to dozens of suicides. As the composition traveled around the world, so did the mysterious trend of people tragically taking their own lives after hearing it. While there were other explanations, this trend, such as impactful factors of obviously famine and Mm -hmm. poverty and depression, depression, Depression. They heard a sad song yes. and they're like, fuck, I never heard a song like this before. You're <sighs> living in the depression era mm-hmm. where everything like you have to line up the for era, food. Era. <laughs> era, era. So you have to line up for food. Like, you know, hearing when I, my grandfather was alive, hearing the stories about the, the depression is fucked up. Like it was a very fucked up time. Obviously he was working at 11. Um, you know, people were dying on the streets for not eating enough. It just, it seemed like a very sad time to live. Um, but Obviously, this had to uh, play on it, too. And, you know, you're like, man, I can't even get a fucking nice bowl of soup. This song's really sad. All I have really is this couch, this bowl of soup. Is that, is that, is that a rope? That's a rope. And it's about, it's about six feet long, five feet long. All right. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. So just tie the eight knots. What's the, uh, that's a fun fact. You want to do your fun fact about the, uh, why there's so many knots at the end. There's a, there is a fact behind why there's like eight knots in the noose. 
Oh, didn't know that. Do you want to do it for a fight of fact? No, fun facts on pause. All right. You well, can just tell it. I'll do it right now. Oh, you, you don't know. even know. I thought you were saying you I knew. used to know. Uh, weirdly, when me and Justin recorded this, I remember that. Six to eight loops are normal when when using natural rope. One coil makes it equivalent to using a simple running knot. The number 13 was always thought to be unlikely consistently in myth. If it's not an actual practice, 13 coils were found in a hangman's noose. That's what yeah. a forbidden sign for those convicted to be. Hung. That's what it was. It said Thank hanged, you. but I, I changed it. Of to hung. course you did. <laughs> of course you did. I don't care. English is wrong. <laughs> I, I, I don't give a fuck how much proof there is on that. It's not fucking. I was hanged. It's I was hung. I don't care. I don't fucking care. It's like the wrong, the wrongest the as wrongest. I'm saying in that. Shut up. Fucking just piss your pants. Grow up. Be a man. Like, <laughs> I'm not fucking Alex. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he was too. He did. He pissed in a bottle. I forgot about that. This mess has been brought to you by fucking Tom can't hold his bladder. Introducing fucking vagina bags. <laughs> so you can pee when under the table. <laughs> That's so gross. <laughs> it just goes in your pants. And you can just piss whenever you want. <laughs> Did you imagine strapping that in at the beginning of the day? Going, ah, I'm all ready. Can't wait to pee my pants later. <laughs> Fuck. It's like part of, you got your belt. You're like halfway to work. You turn around because you forgot it. <laughs> you got to strap it on. <laughs> Fuck. Ugh. Comes in different colors in case you're at the beach or something. <laughs> and someone sees it. It's I feel like I usually drinks fucking... When you when you have when you have sex and you take it off and you both compare what each other's looks like, it's like fancy for couples. I was like, it's a fucking catheter. No, no, no. no. I'm talking about like a uh, like it. It doesn't go inside. You put it on and off every day, but it just suctions over. So like a vagina would just be like a cup, and then a penis would be like almost like a condom. It's a catheter. No, Shove catheters go fucking hole. in. Yeah, no, that's fucking, that hurts like hell. You're taking this on and off every day imagine, just so you can well, pee I'm in your saying, pants. Imagine if you're so lazy. And then it gets strapped to your leg and it's a bag right I'm here. I'm just going to, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, for the, well, that's what a catheter could be. Um, that's what a shit bag is. Remember when people get shot? Yeah. You can't ship properly? Yeah. Slap a shit, a shit bag on I it. know. I'm saying, uh, you missed my joke. That would hurt though. This is supposed to be fun and upbeat and have colorful colors. So obviously, you know, throughout the 1930s, reports began to surface the song Gloomy Sunday being directly linked to dozen of suicides as it traveled around the world. So did the mysterious trend of people tragically taking their own life. You know, obviously we have factors to clue in when it comes to the depression and what the was going on The fact that this is time. one of the first times a fucking song was sung in that key key and there's like you know obviously there is poverty there's famine the press leaned heavily on this particular song as almost having a devilish power there were claims that a young girl had drowned herself in austria um oh the austrian capital of vienna vienna so there were claims that a young girl had drowned herself (laughs) in the austrian capital vienna when just desperately clutching the sheet music of gloomy sunday which is like creepy because they found her body. She she drowned herself. Clutching the sheet but music. How you weren't even listening to it. It was in your hand. You're I like, know. Uh, I can feel it's in braille. <laughs> That's all I'm listening. 
I see. I understand that aspect of it is you drowned yourself. That sheet music's garbage. Yeah, it would have been it's in mush. water. Would have been mush. Would have been gone. Hands. It would have been mush. Yeah, they don't fucking know what's in there. They're stupid. That's the, that's mush. the dumbest fucking. That was the easiest factor cap I've ever had in my life. I don't believe it. There's no, no fucking way. Cap. What's the cap mean? It's not real. Cap means fake. Yeah. To kids nowadays. I was gonna try to say that with beer in my mouth. Why? I don't know. Why? It, it blue cap. <laughs> Yeah, that's because you know from TikTok. I don't fucking know what that no, is. No, it's yeah, laughing. Uh, yeah, they just call it cap. I don't know why. I have no idea. Cap just means fake. You're capping. Yeah, I don't know. I fucking, fucking dumb. hate you, Generation Z for zombie. And I also hate millennials. Yo, but at the same token, we came up with things like sick and yo, that's fucking, that's dope. dope. And like, that's gay. Everybody else went, that's. Like the generation above us went shut the fuck up. I know. I remember my grandfather like that's sick. Why? Why is it sick? Is it ill? And yes, I'm like, yeah, my it dad is ill, that. bro. Ill Bill. Like you and know, what I mean? <laughs> like that too. My dad, my dad always came home and he's like, "Yo, bro, you're sick, man." And I'm like, "Oh, fuck!" I Your hate dad you. would say that. <laughs> Well, he's saying it just to make fun of me. <laughs> so it was alleged that another young woman, this time in London, had overdosed while we were playing Gloomy Sunday over and over again. And my life really sucks right now. It's the perfect song. I get. And she had the she had the uh, the record player, and she just had her headphones pressed on her head, and she was. Just, there headphones back then? Yeah. Oh, the big thing. Really, really No, big. but I'm thinking even in the 80s, it was, there were like the huge ones. There was no way. There's we not headphones need, back in the 30s. We need Alexa and this bitch. There's not headphones back in the 30s. When there, were headphones invented? Headphones. No, just search when was head, when were headphones invented? When were headphones 1910, motherfucker. Wow. Look at this bitch. Look at this bitch wearing headphones. Look at this. Look at this bitch. I know. That's that's, that's exactly the 1910, eh? That bitch. Look at that bitch. Yo, that's headphones. a fucking breakthrough for that time. <sighs> fucking crazy, eh? So, obviously, this was, and she was playing uh, Gloomy Sunday over and over again. At least 18 suicides in Hungary are reported to have close links with Gloomy Sunday. In the Times Magazine article published in March 30th, 1936, the author, in brackets unnamed, described the number of suicides. A Hungarian shoemaker by the name of Joseph Kleller left a note at the scene of a suicide quoting some of the gloomy Sunday lyrics. Several bodies were found in the Danube in the, whatever that is with, with their hands clutching the song sheet river. Everyone's clutching this music for their life. eh? Everyone's just well, got to clutch you it. The, okay. You, I get, if you li- you like the song, right? You, you really like the song. You're into it. Oh, it's a river. It's a river. The Danube river. Yeah. Okay. So more water. That's a look. That's where it is. What was the sheet music made out of? I found it on Wood? Google Maps. It's, really? It's right in Hungary. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So a river, water, and paper. That's what I understand. Okay, so I understand why 
So all these people are found clutching the sheet music while they're in a river. Did they? Okay, the river was so thin that maybe they died and their arm got stiff and they lied down and the paper was just above the water. Billy, you can drown in a cup of water. Remember that. Well, that's what I'm saying. But like, it's a puddle, by the way. But um, but I'm saying like, yeah, if you drown in a puddle, you're a bitch. Yeah, like me. Well, they did it. It's suicide. Oh yeah, it's suicide. So they like held their hand off to the side. Like, what kind of statement is that? <laughs> I know. Like, oh, I, yeah. I, okay, I don't understand how you you hold yourself in the water, <laughs> and like you would your your body's reaction would be to. Well, if you really want to die, you can drown yourself. I get. You it. really want to die? You're holding yourself there yeah, until I, you literally pass out, which is fucking crazy. Because I've like I've swam. I've swam. I've swam down to like, I, I, I do this thing I did when I was a kid. I still do it sometimes if I'm at the cottage. I'll swim kind of as far as I think okay, which is fucking dangerous. But I'll swim pretty, um, since that we did two Titanic episodes, I'll mention this stupid ass shit. When I was, uh, when I was, when I used to go to the college with my mom, my brother will remember this, is that I, I would, I would do the whole jack. I, I would like, I would be on the, we had this, um, like dock, um, what's that called? Yeah. Uh, it was out in the middle of the lake. It's not a dock because the dock is thing, um, a raft. Yeah. Whatever. And I would do the whole jack. I'd be like, I'd hold myself on the edge. I was like fucking nine. And I'd be like, let me go. And I'd fall down and I'd pretend to like, because you can see Jack floating into the bottom yeah. of the water. So I do that. And I always like would swim down the farthest I could before. I thought that maybe I couldn't make it back up mm-hmm. and then I would fucking swim to the surface. So, but I, that would be an easy way to commit suicide. And as we've said, drowning is supposed to be the peace, the most peaceful way to commit suicide. No, nah, I don't to believe differ. it. Yeah. I know you did. It sounds uh, fucking horrible. Yeah. Cause your lungs would fill water, but I feel like you'd pass out before yeah like i guess in your situation where you're genuinely like exhausted and your body can't move anymore yeah and then at that point when you're like okay okay but like sitting putting your face into a puddle going, not fucking standing up i couldn't imagine that but if you're swimming even in the fucking ocean like just drowning in an ocean and be like nope i give up like that does not sound fucking fun like you're um tom hanks and castaway but you give up you don't get to meet Wilson because you just said, fuck it. You don't get that volleyball. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Wilson, yeah. <laughs> two people shot themselves while hearing a band play the song. <laughs> and I, I heard that supposedly there a band was, I don't know what band is playing the song, but I heard a band was playing a song at like a bar. Yeah. And then the dude went home and fucking shot himself with a shotgun right through the fucking head. Right in the mouth, like Kirk Cobain did. Oh, Kirk Cobain didn't commit suicide. Uh, but just Kirk Cobain. Courtney Love killed him. Yeah, 100%. Do you want to do that with me? Do you want to do that episode with me? Because I definitely want to get into that one day. That'd be fun. It's, a, it's fucked, man. It's, it's just the whole shotgun thing. It never, it always blew my mind. He was on heroin, like a mass amount of heroin when they said he did it. Like in his body, they it's like enough to kill a fucking horse. Like, how would you hold a shotgun properly? Mm. And they say a shotgun was positioned weird on his body. Even, even like shotgun in general, like killing yourself with a shotgun is so awkward because you got to like full extension. You have to have some, yeah, even that though, like that's why a shotgun's longer than your arm is. Yeah, I know. Like. You gotta like reach that trigger. The way like, unless you're lanky on his body, shit. we'll get into Kirk Bay one day. It's a big topic. I we've always talked about getting into. So, 
But you know, you you're while you're hearing the people of you know killed themselves, supposed to hearing the uh, band play the song. Like the song has obviously it's fucking up people. Others have been found to have end their own lives while listening to it, and they the song was actually banned. It got canceled in Hungary. Canceled. They canceled That's when it. cancel culture came out. So true. So, however, the reports are not isolated to Hungary. In 1930s, uh, both Time and the New York uh, Times reported on suicides and attempted suicides in the U.S. connected to Gloomy Sunday. So there was literally articles at the time in the 30s written about how there was suicides connected to this song. Mm. So somehow it did make an impact. And I said, like I said to you when I was watching this video earlier, Chelsea, that I don't think... Um, I don't think that a song can, can make you commit suicide, but if you are in a depressive state and, and you listen to something, you that's listen to something that's sad and that can, uh, pull on your heartstrings. When I was a kid going through breakups, man, I listened to Hawthorne Heights or I listened to him. Him is love metal. It's all about like, yeah. it's the funeral of hearts and then we fall mercy. It's all about like sad, very sad. It's like love metal. But yeah. to me, him is more like depressing metal. I still love it, but it is like, there are some love songs to do with him, but a lot of him songs are like very, and if you don't know, if you, if the listeners if you don't, don't know, now you, you know. Yeah, if you don't know, now you know. But if, if, if uh, listeners don't know what him is, it's a band literally called him. Uh, they're from, uh, Nor- no, Holland. Holland or Norway? No, nah, whatever. The, the hardogram that Bam uses, that drug addict, uh, sad man, uh, you know, you have Element, you have the hardogram. Uh, Bam took that from him. That's where that comes from. Everyone associates that with him or with Bam because Bam, Bam's whole like shit was based on him. The way his name is laid out, Bam with like the cursive style writing was based on him. He's just like, I really like this band. Can I just steal like everything from you? It's pretty much. I love Bam, (laughs) but still it's fucked up. So I really Bam's a fucking goner now. He's going through a lot of shit, man. I'm so excited for fucking Jackass Forever, though. Bam even in it? No, he's not. He can't. Couldn't he threaten fucking he threatened everybody's life. He was like, he's a, um, a lawsuit and shit going on right now. He's suing people. Uh, it's, it's sad. It's sad what's happening. Yeah, he probably spent all his money and his last note. His mom had to fucking take control of his bank account. Probably. It's fucked up. Raw cut. Raw cut. Uh, the song was banned on the BBC until 2002. The, the big black cock association. Fucking <laughs> Two thousand two, yeah, the eh? British bo- broadcasting communication. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Uh, yeah, isn't that crazy? Till two thousand two, so it must have made some sort of impact. Literally, just fucking recently, they're like, why is this song like on this list? Like, we can we can undo it now. Yeah, and then they find like fucking. And this is two thousand two, right? Yeah. It's like seventeen kids with black hair and makeup and fucking punk bracelets kill themselves. <laughs> you know. So, uh, you know, Whoops. so according to some reports, certain outlets in the U S refused to play the song, fearing it somehow was responsible for these suicides. The legend refers to more than a hundred suicides resulting from gloomy Sunday to lure you or your friends to the other side. So the great, pre- uh, the great depression had begun and suicide rates were skyrocketing in the U S and Hungary 
Additionally, anti-Semitism uh, was taking hold across Europe. Obviously, this is at the time before the Big H came involved with everything. Hitler wasn't really... He was talking. I was like heroin. <laughs> no, he was talking. Uh, he was influencing people. That's what everyone has to understand that this stuff just builds up. This stuff builds. It, it builds up. So obviously like anti-Semitism was taking place in Europe at this time. And it was going across all of Europe because this is building up to world war two and the whole rhetoric pushed by the big age Hitler <laughs> and, the, and the way he was speaking towards the Jewish people and blaming them for being plague rats and stuff like that. Sounds familiar. Um, yeah, no shit. So obviously <laughs> with the great depression and all the skyrocketing suicides, the anti-Semitism that is happening across Europe, but he didn't know when he composed gloomy Sunday, like Rezo set us, whatever the, how you pronounce his name, but Rezo would later he didn't know this at the time that he like at the time when he wrote the song, he did not know that he would be inside of a Nazi labor camp in the Ukraine. So he wrote this before wrote this in, in into the thirties, the beginning of the thirties. He yeah, wrote yeah. this and it became a hit, a hit for people wanting to commit suicide. Uh, but essentially it became a hit and it was played all over the place and it was famous. And then it's crazy how he ended up in a Nazi concentration camp. Well, he ended up in a, a work camp, a, a labor camp. Yeah. yeah. Like, you got to work. And if you don't, well, um, you smell that gas over there? I know you're not Jewish, but we can just call you that if you want. If you want to push our buttons. Yeah, not too, not too worried. <laughs> and most damning of all was the suicide, uh, was the suicide of the song's composure. So Rezo Seras, it was thought that Rezo had originally written the somber music for the song following the unexpected departure of his girlfriend. Okay. So you were right. He was literally a depressed emo kid <laughs> to an extent. You bastard. That's the circle of life. It's way better to ask for forgiveness than permission. But you... I was like, I'm bringing up four. You're like, I'll bring up three. And then you drink my fourth. So you're Weird how your, things happen. <laughs> I know. I'm on my third. Thank you. Um, so obviously, like, he needed ex- He wrote this about his, the departure of his girlfriend. She left him for reasons unknown. He, he was a fucking idiot. He was a sad boy. She was way hotter than him, I'm what's sure. That, what's that stuff they call now? A soy boy? Is that a, is that a soy boy? What does that mean? No, I don't know what that one is. I've never heard that before. Bitch. A soy boy? It means that you have no balls. You don't stand up for shit. You're just like, um, you know, I'm an island boy. That's, <laughs> yeah. They're soy boys. Oh, that be kind of, are you more inclined to the new trends than I, I am? Is that new? I'm just joking. I don't know what it really means. I'm too old. I never even heard it. So you never heard of soy boy? No, I don't even know what that is. There are those. I feel like I need Alexa. What's a soy boy? Can I do this? (laughs) Alexa's like, I'm, I was made in 2015. I don't know. According to Wikipedia, soy boy is a pejorative term often used in online communities to describe men lacking masculine characteristics. (laughs) I said pussies, like I said. All right, there we go. Okay. 
So, um, uh, obviously, like, you know, he, he wrote this about his girlfriend. Supposedly, she left him for unknown reasons. Mm-hmm. There are those who suspect that, obviously, the, maybe this track and his great success led to his tragic demise later on. It's possible. In 1968. Furthermore, Rezo found himself in a in dire circumstances just a decade after he released this infamous track during world war ii he was in prison in a labor camp by the nazis but he survived his mother didn't though his mother actually went to the same labor camp he did and his mother didn't survive fucked up man there are urban legends that that say that he attempted to maybe reconcile the relationship with him and his departed girlfriend but she took her own life. He survived the camp, but his mother did not. Prior to becoming a musician, Rezo had lost his career as a circus performer, obviously we said, through an injury. He was struggling to make ends meet, and he put his heart and soul, his sadness, and his disappointment into this composition that he wrote. Rezo Ceres composed this song in the sad key of C minor. That's what I'm saying. He made it like the oh, saddest. That is very close. sad. That was fucking close. And the music alone was said to be enough to make a person extremely depressed or suicidal. Then came the wretched lyrics on top of the music. <laughs> I still love this song. It's fucking uh, it's very somber, creepy sounding song. It really is. Um, as the story goes, obviously the, um, Lazio, uh, Javar, how'd you say it? Lazaro? Laszlo. Laszlo. Is it Laszlo? Mm-hmm. Why is there someone named Laszlo? I know. As the song goes, Laszlo Javar had recently broke up with his fiance and his heartbreak served as the inspiration for the mournful lyrics to Gloomy Sunday. Rezo Serras uh, eventually succumbed to his own depression and he jumped from his apartment building in Budapest. He committed suicide after making an infamous suicide song. <laughs> so crazy. Eh? Oh, he was sad. Look at fucking Lincoln Park. Yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> there is some fucking. He was killed by the Illuminati. Uh, Why did he? No, there's a huge connection. Eventually we'll get into this on this podcast. There was a huge connection between him and, yeah, what can, fucking goddamn it. Soundgarden. Yeah. Uh, Chris, 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 Chris. I don't know his last name. Anyways, what's the connection? Chris Cornell. So supposedly, this is why it's interesting when it comes to this stuff. So that's what I'm saying about all this shit. That you, like, you know, that's uh, even in our song for this podcast, you know, we talk about, you know, su- uh, you know, celebrities are cloned or, you know, mm-hmm. and, and they'll, we want, I eventually want to get into celebrity suicides like Robin Williams and, and Heath Ledger mm-hmm. and all that stuff, because it seems like they all connect to this weird thing. So Chris Cornell and, um, Chester were both really into looking at the sex trade. 
and the pedophile ring that was going on on Earth. And what's happening? They were like both. I said on Earth. Well, they were both in, like like like. Oh, sorry, I thought you were talking about the one on Mars. No, but they were My all. Bad. They were involved in essentially looking deeply into why these sex trades were happening. And then Chester commits suicide. His best friend says it's very sketchy. Chris Cornell commits suicide. Meanwhile, they're both linked to investigations into the pedophile and sex rings that are going on. It's it's weird shit. Eventually, I want to talk about it because it's mm. very fucked up. So, you know, and obviously you have uh, the, the lyricist talking about his depression of him losing a girlfriend. And then Rezo Serras, Serras. But Rezo essentially just going into how he's come to his own depression and he actually killed himself, uh, killed himself. And he did leave us with this, uh, with his thoughts. I stand, I stand in the midst. Yeah, that was too aggressive. I stand in the midst of this deadly success as an accused man. This fatal fame hurts me. I cry of I cry all of the disappointments of my heart in this song. It seems that others with feelings like mine have found their own hurt in it. So could it be that Gloomy Sunday was created with the perfect combination of elements for those to welcome suicide? Um, which is pretty interesting. So hey, he made a sad song. After all, in the despair of loss through a loved one's death, perhaps the listener finds acknowledgement and comfort in the ideas of suicide and the reunion with a loved one on the other side. A person finds comfort and hope inside of that. Merged with these elements of obviously the economy collapsing and obviously political environments that are happening at the time. You know, it's it is literally after World War One. Reading, I was like, damn, you're reading. World War One, and it's <laughs> it's it's kind of creeping towards World War Two and the ideologies of Hitler and the stuff that's happening and all across the world building up to this. And he wrote this at that time, right? You know, perhaps you find this perfect cocktail of mass suicide, perfect suicide, suicide, uh, not yet yeah, for mass suicide. Go check out our heaven's gates episode. That's releasing the weekend that we're talking about this. Uh, so it's almost too depressing to think about Sweet is true love that is given in vain, and sweet is death that takes away pain. Alfred Lloyd Teeny Son. <laughs> That's <laughs> that exactly correct. Teeny no, you Son. Teeny Son. <laughs> How are you? Teeny Son? How are teeny it is son? Teeny Son. <laughs> so as the 20th century unraveled, Gloomy Sun had gathered steam. With a cover by one, by one, then two, then dozen artists. So, so somebody, obviously the English guy redid it. Um, then somebody else did it. And then dozens of artists. However, the most infamous, the most famous recording was by Billie Holiday in 1941, which brought untold exposure to the track. I want to see Billie Holiday. It's day. actually really good. In and, the 40s. Um, I feel like Holiday no, was a little nearer. No, than that. no. You remember this is why uh, you know why I know who Billy Holiday is is because Tupac, uh, Marvin and Billy Holiday was chatting or whatever. You know that um, in Heaven's, uh, mm-hmm. you know yeah. Heaven's uh, yeah. Thug's Mansion is the song in which this is played. So check this out. It's actually really good. I like it. So you'll hear the lyrics more pronounced. Is my 
another heroine. Not where black coach of sorrow has so I can flash all the sluts. Angels have no thought of ever returning you. They should. It's not being played like a clarinet. It sounds like an oboe. It's an oboe. And that's a trombone. See that? I've decided to end it all. It's it's, it's really connected to suicide stuff too, right? Mm-hmm. And like her version is actually pretty good. I actually like Billie Holiday's version. I think the original English version is, is far creepier and we'll play at the end of the episode. It's just the way it's the way the composure is done on the original and the original too, but also the original English version is far creepier and somber. It's a noble. It's basically like an intricate clarinet. Okay. You're not doing like fingers. It's more like grabbing. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sweet. You've played that before. I've seen it. I I don't know how to solve it. it. Uh, but you know, in in that version is what made it really famous, and um, it's just interesting how this song led to so many supposed to be suicides. So this also uh, proved to be one of the greatest times of controversy over Gloomy Sunday with the BBC uh, banning the big the, black cocks are banning everything. Yeah, they banned the track from being played in England, even if it was Billie Holiday's version. So it was deemed too upsetting for the general public. This is too sad. Don't make them commit suicide. It's so sad, man. We'll condone Hitler's speech of uh, anti-Semitism across Europe at a point when it was happening. And it's like, that's cool. But you know what? This song is too sad for people. And it was, yeah, it was deemed too upsetting for who, uh, who were already suffering, obviously, from the impact of World War II. The ban of the song obviously was officially lifted, as we said, until uh, it was officially um, let, ha- like, they officially made the song come out in the public in 2002. This is it's just weird, the, the fact that that even out. came out. Like, why Why did you, why did you even want to, like... 2002 not too many people are listening to music that sounds like this no and i know and i agree too with the the whole point like i feel like you like you were trying to get to almost like the fact that like okay it's a suicidal song right there there are supposedly suicides that are connected to this so billy holiday is like you know i really like this song let's make this an american hit because she's the one that made it more pronounced and prominent for people to be listening to it because her version i feel like is if there's any older listeners, yeah, and it is very clear her lyrics and stuff like that. And is vi- compared to this. One day I waited and waited. Turned from opera to so, like and then clear. becomes oh. this. <laughs> so then becomes like this. Where it's almost like a little Sunday. more. It's almost more. It's still sad. But it sounds more upbeat. Well, it's because she's in a way higher octave. Yes. It's very more clear and concise. And the lyrics that 
yeah, the, listening to you talk and that the lyrics are more compressed into a it seems like a shorter octave in song. Mm-hmm. It's 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 different. It's a lot different. There's different versions of the song. So obviously to this day, Gloomy Sunday has been covered by no fewer than ninety seven artists. May no no, no fewer. We know of at least ninety seven. No, I not I, fewer I'm than not that. Su- I'm surprised there's no um like emo bands. There's not a screamo version of this. I would love that. Can is there is there a screamo band out there that can make this a song? That be, my numberless. Like it's like do some crazy fucking screamo version of this. Many who were or are still considered prolific since the 1980s. The track has been recorded or performed by Elvis Costello. Wow. Shannon O'Connor. I don't know who that. I, is. Don't know who that is. I'm sorry if I don't. John Williams. And uh, Bjork, I know who Bjork is, uh, among many others, it still tells of the absolute heartbreaking story uh, and the connections that, you know, to the instance of uh, suicide that have firmly, uh, you know, they're in the past, like these, these, these stories and urban legends. It's the way you're saying that. <laughs> and they're, they're in the past. They're, they're there. Uh, but it is interesting. This whole story is, is kind of trippy and, and fucked up in general. It is kind of cool. You know, this is something I wanted to redo. I want mm-hmm. to get back into this because I know you want to do it. And yeah, I thought it was something suck. that was trippy and, and weird. And there's not many suicide songs out there. Like, you know, we, we talk about obviously the Adam song and there's, there's certain songs out there that are connected to suicide. Yeah, dude, are you but not kidding? Like this. No, pretty damn fucking close. Like almost all music's like this now. You just don't realize it because it's a different tone. Yeah. Like all emo music, all it of is. that shit is I just straight up kill yourself. Yeah, I just, it's funny because like I didn't think about this when we were getting into this episode, but as soon as you mentioned that, it is it is very clear that the music we grew up on when we were like is 10, all kill 11, yourself, 12, yeah, uh, was that way. It was the suicidal songs about heartbreak, yeah, and like it's like I'm done. I can't live past this. Like, a lot over. of the songs, there's so many. There's like every Silverstein song, every Hawthorne Heights song from first to last kind of. Okay. Yeah. Lincoln to self Lincoln park. Lincoln park was kind of, are you of, fucking kidding? What's a really suicidal Lincoln park? Numb off the top oh, of my yeah, head. Numb. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and like 80% of all their songs. That's kind of true. <laughs> so I really want to get back into this and do this song. The song. I want to do this episode justice. But I want to get into this because I found it interesting. I know you always want to dive into it, and I thought it was something to get Yeah, because frankly, to. that episode was so bad, and you want to listen to it. Exactly. <laughs> no, so, like, uh, you okay, know, I'm curious about it, but I... Pretty yeah. much, I've, uh, you know, all the, the Justin episodes have been cut. You might hear them slightly on Patreon just because it's interesting to see where this podcast began. At the beginning, when... You what just, a difference, eh? It is it's so just much Just a different. bunch of kids with a fucking ego, and they're like, everybody wants to hear No, I know, and... It is crazy. It is crazy how time has changed. <laughs> it is crazy how, you know, even I haven't talked to Justin in like two years. Like it's been a long time. And he just kind of, I was just, I, and we have a lot of listeners on this. You know, we do. We're building up a fan base constantly. And 
to throw back to those old episodes is weird to me because the fact that like we've been doing this for three and a half years, but it started out very slow. It was very slow. We're just doing episodes periodically. And what? I, I didn't. I, right once we started, once it was like every started, other week. Once you started, but you oh. I cut a lot of episodes before you started. Right? Oh. So there, and those will never be seen again. Unless I, I really, I want to see them. I want to see them. I didn't even know they existed to be uh, honest. But there's I been, thought I was on like the third or fourth one ever on like the 10th one or something. Uh, So there was a buildup where we're doing it periodically. And then we started doing it weekly and this thing grew to something that I didn't even expect at some points. Like I know there's, there's always going to be haters. The bigger we get, there's going to be haters. There's going to be people um, telling us we're idiots. We had a, we recently had a review where pretty much said that, Oh, we're, we're stupid idiots. You know what my favorite, uh, (laughs) I want to read it. You know, my favorite fucking thing in the world is, is when somebody leaves a negative comment, like immediately, like, okay, and this is going to everybody. If you, this is my fun fact of the day. If you leave a fucking negative comment, just know everybody else knows that you're doing garbage in life. Like you are a depressed piece of shit that either like his wife doesn't love him. His kids don't love him. His job's going shit. You're in a rut nowhere and you feel the need to shit on other people. Well, and you know, and you made the point on one episode that I want to mention is that you said that it's the same people that leave like Yelp reviews. Okay. And so for the people that enjoy our podcast, right, they keep coming back to it. They don't need to leave a five-star review or whatever like that in, in their mind, right? Because they come back to it. They enjoy listening to us. But those, it's like the same uh, view as a restaurant. You go to one restaurant, for some reason, the meal's shitty. Something happens and you just get a shitty meal. You go home instantly, it's like, this restaurant's fucking horrible. But those people that actually enjoy that restaurant don't leave reviews. They just keep coming back. Mm-hmm. And that's the point. For those fans that keep coming back and enjoying the content we do, because like I said, me and Anton mentioned on the Heaven's Gates episode, this is meant to be, we're drinking, we're smoking up. It's not supposed to be this super intellectual conversation where we're like talking about philosophy and the way the world really is and how, oh my God, Plato had a, a euphemism with this and that. It's supposed to be just fun. We're supposed to be having fun on this. That's the entire point of doing this podcast is to drink, smoke up, and talk about fucked up weird shit. That's literally the whole point of this is to talk about strange things and do it while having fun. I ever having fun it's always- with the camera on us. Yeah, this is the first time we're it's, 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 honestly the testing out the You waters. know what? I enjoy it in a sense where now it's on a microphone, so I feel like there's a purpose. Tom enjoys this in a sense where he was talking to me like this anyway. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and I, I was like, that's so cool. Let's just talk about this on microphones. It is weird, and we'll uh honestly for um you know, follow us, strangepodcast.com. So www.strangepodcast.com, www.patreon dot com <laughs> is that actually a thing yeah www.patreon.com www dot that's what i just said patreon.com slash oh patreon's a website yes oh i thought a patreon just meant like this is a subscription no oh i didn't i it's didn't realize where you can subscribe to get maybe extra i'm content. fucking going into this fucking maybe guy's idiot thing <laughs> uh but the thing is too i was gonna i was gonna mention that for the patreon what me and Billy haven't done yet, me and Juan have done it, I think, two or three times. And me and Anton want to talk about it. But Sex? I, no. I, yeah, <laughs> Anton would love that. Uh, but I want to, for me and you, I want to get into a Stranger Danger episode, which is the rant episode for Patreon. 
That's what I called them. <laughs> I don't like it. Stranger Danger? <laughs> I just picture a bunch of kids screaming and running away. Uh, so I really want to get into Stranger Danger episodes on the Patreon with Billy. <laughs> So fun. follow us. Thank you for the Twitch uh, listeners. This is uh, was kind of up and down. Uh, you know, it's rockets, rockets. Ah, uh, don't diminish it. Have fun. Take care, guys. Last of all Sunday.